0: Is it Wednesday again already?
1: It's Wednesday! This is Amy.
0: And Lexi.
1: And this is Confessions of Retail, all the team. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to the, the shit show. show!
0: Son of a bitch. Alright. Son of a bitch! So, um... I, like, forgot how to do an intro. My brain just farted. Hi is usually a good place to start. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey, hi, hello. This is episode 20 motherfucking 9. Hey, hi, hello. We are almost at 30, Amy.
1: I know.
0: Which means we are almost three quarters of the way through season 2. Woo! Isn't that wild?
1: Yes. It has been a fucking
0: year. (laughs) i quit can i quit is that allowed no can i just not not the podcast i would never leave you boo but can we quit (laughs) 2020 can we do that yes okay good i fucking quit like not even two weeks notice i'm out (laughs) (laughs) i'm outie 5k my friend this
1: is my uh this is my no call no show
0: (laughs) (laughs) where were you at work today is it still 2020 yeah Mm mm-mm Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness (sighs) oh it has been Uh, a crappy week a crappy month and a crappy year and well instead of droning on about my sad stuff i'm gonna let you kick start how was your work week amy um it
1: was it was okay um I had one incident that just really, like, broke me.
0: Oh. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, I picked up a Denny's order. And, uh, like, I had only been out dashing for, like, an hour. And it was for just, like, a meal and two strawberry shakes. And I was like, all right, this won't be hard. Well, so I go inside and I'm waiting for this the order and they were like it'll just be a couple of minutes i just gotta finish getting it all packaged up now and i'm like all right and then they hand me the stuff right so she puts the straw the two strawberry shakes in a cup carrier you know it's like the regular kind yeah she puts both of them on one side instead of like one on one side and one on the other
0: oh i
1: didn't really think anything of it but i'm i'm holding it with like you know the empty side i'm holding that side towards me, and then the two strawberry shakes are, like, on the outside, and I have the bag in the other hand, and I go, and I open my car door, and as soon as I open my car door, I'm literally getting ready to, like, put the bag in, this huge gust of wind comes, and makes one of the fucking strawberry shakes, like, fall out of the cup carrier, Into my driver's seat. Oh, no. And it's just pouring strawberry shake into my driver's seat. And I'm like, how does that even fucking happen? You know? (laughs) So then I put the cup carrier with the one remaining strawberry shake, like, in the middle console. I just set it there. And I grabbed the strawberry shake the remnants of it with the cup and I go inside and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. It just poured all over the inside of my car. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, Oh no, that's all right. We'll make you another one. I'm like, thank you. And then I was like, can I borrow this like entire roll of paper towels and go clean up my, my seat? (laughs) And they're like, sure, we'll bring it out to you. So I'm outside Cleaning out all of this fucking strawberry milkshake from my seat. And uh, I'm literally just about done when she comes out and she gives me the new strawberry shake. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And so then I reach into, I, I grab the shake and I reach into my car to put it in my cup holder. Not the cup holder that she gave me, but my cup holder. And as I'm doing that... Another fucking gust of wind comes and knocks over the other fucking strawberry shake! Uh. Uh! <laughs> And uh, But literally, it only just, like, made the whipped cream come out and, like, a little bit of the shake come, but it's still, like, in the middle console of my car, and I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm over it, you know? And I wasn't even... I was like, I'm not going inside. I'm not doing this. So I literally just, like, wipe up that with more paper towel, and my seat is soaked. Luckily, I have, like four or five like bags in my car you know like the uh, the insulated bags you know like they're like the door bags but these are like mine that I've already had I keep those in my car so that way if I ever have stacked orders I have multiple bags that I can put each everybody's orders into so I don't get confused and have to like shove everybody's in one bag and be like, "Um, I think this bag goes to this one and this bag goes to this one. You know what I mean? So I put one of the uh, bags on the seat for me to sit on and then I have to put another bag up against the seat for me to lean on because the seat was soaked. Completely covered in strawberry milkshake, which smells awful especially on a hot day Yeah. after it's been sitting in the hot desert sun for two days Uh. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm driving and i'm just like i'm fucking done i'm over this you know and Mm -hmm. and i was like man i like spilled one shake and then i spilled the other one and i was like (laughs) what am i going to do and so i literally like reach into my wallet and I'm like, all right, do I have any cash on me? And I had $3 bills. (laughs) So I get to their house and the guy is already like, you know how on the app it shows you when they're coming, you know, it's like real time Mm -hmm. showing you where I am and everything. So half the time people are already outside waiting on me because they know that I'm around the corner. And uh, this guy was no exception to that. So when we pull up, you know, I hand him his bag with his food in it. And I hand him his cup holder with his fucking shakes. (laughs) Oh. And I'm like, I have a story for you. And I told him what happened. And I was like, and I'm sorry. I was just really over it, and I was not about to have them go. In. It only spilled a little bit, so I put three dollars in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I hope that makes up for it. I'm sorry. And and he was like, well, that was so nice. You didn't have to do that. And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> And uh, and then after I dropped that off, I ended my dash o- after only dashing for one hour, and I came home. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Nope, oh. <laughs> not doing it." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not fun. <laughs> I was over it. But um, now I'm kid free for two weeks, and I am jealous. my my kids are staying with the grandparents for two weeks and I don't know what to do I'm on day one and let me tell you it is very quiet (laughs) it's it's almost like eerily quiet (laughs) and I got two whole weeks of this
0: even if my kids were gone for two weeks the cicadas are screaming so loud over here <laughs> that I couldn't get peace if I wanted to. <laughs> Like, uh oh, yes, yeah, a peaceful day without the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Shut
1: up
0: I wanna take a nap. <laughs> I don't miss those. <laughs> They're just as creepy as they always were. I mean,
1: You know, it's not as, (laughs) it's not as humid here. Not that we don't get cicadas here, because we do, but it's just, it's not as humid here. So, they don't really come right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so I'm just gonna take this two weeks to just kind of reset I'm definitely going to miss my kiddos, but I know that they're in good hands and they're going to be having lots of fun with Nana and Papa. Um, and I'll probably be talking to them on a daily basis anyway. <laughs> uh, but just going to take this time to reset my myself, reset my house, reset everything. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> my aura, my chakra my. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my update So what about you, Lexi? How has your life been the past week?
0: Oh, alright So, um First off, I had a kid-free weekend <laughs> So there's that Hey, it's not two weeks, but I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> um, we did some dashing. I took the boyfriend with, and, uh, we did, I, I kind of showed him all my usual routes. Um, a lot of pizza delivery this weekend, but, again, we only delivered, like, on, d- at dinner time. Anyways, alright, so, um, we were out dashing on Saturday night, and, It's just the two of us, you know, I had it broken up, so I'll do, like, a three-hour shift, and then a break for, like, lunch, and then another three-hour shift, and then a break for dinner, and then the the last little, like, two-hour bit, and then done for the night, right? Right. So, we were about to start our last shift, and uh, we're actually still eating, I don't remember what it was, I think we got Taco Bell... Yeah, we were eating at Taco Bell, and we're, like, right across the street from a pizza hut. And I'm like, all right. Oh, by the way, we ordered pizza, or I mean taco shells for dinner. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. No, it's a fucking nacho box, and it's my newest addiction. For realsies. Um, but we, uh, we finished up, and, like, I'm literally still, like, uh... Like throwing the stuff away in the trash can when my phone starts pinging for an order, right? Like, I had turned my dash on, and so we're like, alright, cool. Instantly get a first order. That's always a good sign that it's going to be a good little dash, you know? Right? So, it's a big order. It's like four fucking pizzas and two two liters, and I don't even have my pizza bag today. So I'm like, Was it a little
1: Caesars (laughs) order or a Pizza Hut? It
0: was Pizza Hut. They, okay, so I've never Pizza
1: picked Hut up a Pizza Hut.
0: Order. Pizza Hut, Domino's, Noble Romans, they all have their own delivery drivers, but if they are short handed Yeah, Papa John's th- Yeah, and Papa John's, they right. can request drivers from DoorDash or other third party places to help them. So that's what right. this was, right? And it was a cash order. So I was like mmm. Have I, yeah, no. I don't remember if I ever said that one on pod. <laughs> Did I ever talk about that on pod when I got ripped off for the 20 bucks?
1: Yes, the one at the uh, the hotel.
0: Yeah. Mm. But that's why I stopped dashing over there, because everything turned into cash-only orders, and I'm like, I'm good. Y'all liars. No. So, um... <laughs> We, we are, like, all excited. We get over there, and it's a big order. So, like, the payout, the flat rate is, like, 25 bucks. And I'm like, hell yeah! You know what I mean? I'm, like, super stoked. That means there's at nice. least a, a $10 tip on this bad boy. And I'm, like, ready. So, we get over there, and the person that is checking in the order, like, she she's going over it with us, she was transgender. She was a male transitioning to female, right? Okay. But she was super sweet. The only reason I bring that up is because of how her manager talked to her. Oh. Right? Uh, at first, I walked up, and uh, she was like, Hey, what, what can I do for you? My name's Stella. And I'm like, well, you're fucking cool. Your like, name I love Stella? that Stella?
1: I fucking <laughs> love it.
0: Stella! Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I'm like, okay, cool, this is the person I'm picking up for, and she's like, well, um, um, and she's like, let me help you with everything, and gathers it all up, and then the whole time, like, she's checking for this one, like, it was like an extra large cheese pizza, something basic, right? So the whole time she's looking for this cheese pizza, her boss is like, look, Stella, if that's your name today. Oh, no. But, okay, look. Alright, I understand some people don't understand the importance of pronouns, and and they don't understand the harm that misgendering can do to people who are in the middle of transitioning. It's a respect thing. If somebody asks you to call them Susan, are you going to say, No, I want to call you Teresa instead? No. I'm going to call you Susan. So why are you arguing pronouns? I mean, really, it's a personal preference. Regardless of what you think their face value may say, Respect what they're asking of you. That's all. It shouldn't be a whole thing. It should be very simple. Are you going to lose sleep later because you had to call them Stella? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, she was so nasty to this girl, right? And you know me. You know me and my highbrows. Mm -hmm. As she kept getting, like, they, okay, so... First, they check, like, the front half of the store, and they can't find this pizza, and so they go to the back, you know, and they're looking for this freaking pizza, and the whole time, I can just hear the manager talking shit, like, directly aimed at gender identity. I'm sure if you weren't taking these estrogen pills, you'd be able to remember. Like, bitch, you're a female. What are you talking about? What does estrogen pills have anything you to have do with have estrogen in it? your brain, too, most likely. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> uh, it went on for about, like, three minutes before she finally found the pizza. And, like, I could just see it in her face when she got up to me. She's, like, pissed off and upset. And I'm just like, you don't need to put up with that. I definitely gave her one of our cards, and I told her to uh, give us a listen when she's not at work. And I also told her that I thought Stella was a beautiful choice. (laughs) I love that name.
1: It's a great name. Stella! I I can't help it. You have to yell it.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, um, that was a bit of a mess. Like I know a lot of people kind of try to avoid that topic, but it was just so ridiculous to see somebody getting away with badgering an employee like that.
1: Yeah, that's inappropriate, especially if you're a manager. As
0: fuck. Right? Like you can't be acting like that to your employees. I'm surprised you even have employees. I didn't see it in anybody else's direction, but man, I'm about to go back and tell <laughs> Stella to lawyer up and sue the fuck out of that manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so my other news is kind of sad. Kind of sad news. I'm gonna talk about it. I had I had to I had to let my my best friend go to doggy heaven over the week, and it was not easy. <sighs> yeah.
1: Oh. Um, yeah, I was having a hard time with it myself. <laughs> It's not even my dog, but I loved him. He was a sweet one. He reminded me so much of my dog.
0: I know, they were so 20. Gosh, they were inseparable. Yeah. I remember the first time they met, I couldn't even remember who was who, just because they were both the same anxious, star-crazy dog. You would star, always call dog. Whitey
1: Rocky or Rocky Whitey.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Rocky went to, to doggy heaven, he's dancing up there with Charlie and singing. You can't let a good dog down. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I know. I really want to th- watch that movie with the boys because we've had a rough week over here.
1: You've been dealing with the stuff with Rocky for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And...
0: This was technically week it's really three.
1: It's sad. But... Yeah. At least he knows we tried and we love him. You did what you you tried. You did what you could. Yeah. But then there was just nothing else that could be done.
0: Yeah, no. Ro- Ro- Rocky's no longer suffering, so. Which is good. We love you, Rocky. You will live on forever. We love you, you Rocky. Spunky ass, anxious ball of fluff. <laughs> 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 All right, dear listeners. I pour one out for our homie tonight. <laughs> I always think of Doctor Evil, but 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 let's let's toast and and good spirits for the memory of Rocky Balboa, the coolest dog ever,
1: the best dog ever. He
0: really was such a floofy poop. <laughs> <laughs> he was so spoiled. Oh, all right, out of my fields and into the news. Into the news.
1: We all know people can be wild.
0: Yes, even in public. Sometimes
1: things get so wild they make the news. Hey, here's
0: some news articles we found. My article is from Journal and Courier, and it's kind of sad, but I promise I'm not trying to go with the theme here. Our witnesses say pizza delivery man kills robber before being killed by robber's accomplice in Lafayette's North End. So, this was in Lafayette, Indiana. A Domino's Pizza delivery man, Joshua L. Ungersma, shot and killed 19 year old Alberto Van Meter late Monday when Van Meter tried to rob him on the 1900 block of North 16th Street, according to a witness who might have been the last person to speak to Ungersma. In the minutes after the first shooting, Van Meter's suspected accomplice shot and killed Ungersma, according to Patrick Gibson who witnessed Ungerma's killing sorry unger ungerma's killing that's really hard to say. Gibson heard four shots outside of his house at the corner of 16th and Hart streets about eleven fifteen p m on Monday when he went outside he said he saw a man lying dead on the sidewalk near a fence and a pizza delivery man telling him they'd tried to rob him Gibson said Tipp- Tippecanoe county Sh- chief good God, I am sorry." <laughs> A lot of syllables, Jesus. <laughs> My brain was <is> like, nope. <laughs> Tippecanoe County Chief Deputy Coroner, Carrie uh, Costello, identified Van Meter and Ungersma late Tuesday morning. I was talking to the pizza guy when I came out, Gibson said. I was like, bro, you alright? At that point, Ungersma was uninjured, Gibson said. He was like, they were trying to rob him from what he told me gibson said nothing that ungersma asked gibson and his roommate oh sorry what oh sorry sorry noting that ungersma asked gibson and his roommate to call the police which they did while gibson's roommate called police he wa- he said he watched as a 17-year-old girl walked across the street and shot ungersma at point blank range killing him in the street Police arrested the girl at the scene. Um, the shooting happened in front of William Young's pickup truck that was parked in front of his house. I heard it, but I didn't see it, Young said. Ungers, my car pulled up in front of Young's pickup truck, and the first shooting happened between the two vehicles. There was a car out there in front of my truck, he said. There's a bullet in the hood of my truck, and that's why it's not here. Police took his truck to extract the bullet for evidence. Um, when asked about the shooting outside of his house, he said, I'm not nervous about it, I just ain't happy about it. I mean, I would definitely be nervous about it, but okay. I would definitely be nervous about
1: it. (laughs) There's a shooting, two people died outside of my house. Right?
0: Gibson sat on his front stoop Tuesday morning, looking across the street at where two men died hours earlier. It was a crazy night, he said. I never expected to run into something like that yeah you wouldn't ever think that you're not
1: going to wake up one day and just be like hmm I think two people might get shot today
0: right like oh
1: that's so sad yeah and that whole story is really sad that's
0: what scares me as a delivery driver yeah because you have no idea who you're delivering to right and just because you think you have their info doesn't mean that's what you're dealing with right I've had people who use their ex's DoorDash to order food. So, like, I'm bringing a delivery over to Joshua, but really, I just dropped it off at Natasha's house. Yeah. That happens a lot.
1: Yeah, well, and not to mention the whole story about the delivery guy, like... That was him picking up a second job because he had a baby on the way. Yeah. He was, he picked up that job as the delivery driver to make some extra
0: money Yeah, to get ready for the baby. That whole situation was just super sad.
1: Yeah.
0: And like that 17-year-old girl, now she's going to be a murderer for
1: life. Yeah, and they, they tried her for both of them. Really? Really? They're charging her with both of the murders. That doesn't
0: make sense, though, honestly. Well,
1: I mean, she tried to help that guy rob the delivery driver. Oh. Like, that's what they were there for. Mm. Like, it was her boyfriend. Like, she was in on it. And so then he shot and killed her boyfriend. So then she shot and killed him. So, yeah, she's getting charged with both. Such a mess. Ugh. And she's only 17. For real, like... And she's gonna be in prison for the rest of her life now. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's getting tried as an
0: adult. Due processes and such, but, like, now there's a little baby who's never gonna eat their dad because some little fuckheads wanted to rob him of that opportunity. Hope
1: it was worth it. For what?
0: A pizza and maybe, if you were lucky, a bit of cash?
1: Right? A little bit of cash, really, because delivery drivers do not carry, like wads of cash
0: nope sure don't we can't because we know the risks right all right so yeah i know it's a sad one but that is that is my news article for the week be careful any delivery drivers i don't care if you are doing it as a gig job it does not matter be careful right that twenty dollar tip you might get is not worth your whole life ever no all right amy what's your article this week (laughs) Um,
1: my news article is about Golden Corral. Oh. Mm. (laughs) Yes. It is...
0: Oh, you mean Sneeze Cake Factory?
1: (laughs) 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 All right. My article comes from businessinsider.com. It says, I ate at Golden Corral to see how it's... Quote, no touch, all-you-can-eat buffet works and found a COVID-19 nightmare.
0: I mean, it was definitely a nightmare before the pandemic, so I don't know why the fuck you're there in the middle of one.
1: Ugh, I know. Don't even, don't even get me started about Golden Corral. I didn't like him before the pandemic. I definitely
0: don't like him now. That's a brave journalist. That is what we call investigative journalism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Under normal circumstances, eating at a Golden Corral can be a fun experience in a gluttonous kind of way. I wouldn't necessarily use those words, but all right.
0: I would. Look, once you push that fourth plate, you've got to come to <laughs> terms with some things. Okay?
1: <laughs> I, I can't I, I find might not four be like plates that. worth of stuff that I want to eat there.
0: Not at Golden Corral. It's the buffet mentality. <laughs> Look. Look, you put me in front of a nice Chinese buffet. Okay, a buffet, yes. Golden Crown, no. And I'm going to push that fourth and fifth plate, man. Yes, for
1: sure. All right. There's an endless array of food to choose from with unlimited helpings. If you want some orange chicken with a side of mashed potatoes, have at it. But the beloved American tradition of all-you-can-eat buffets have been severely undercut by the COVID-19 pandemic. Diners across the country have been trying to navigate a new masked world in which you're offered hand sanitizer with your glass of water. (laughs) As a lover of chain restaurants, I was curious about what eating at a Golden Corral would resemble during a pandemic. Which is interesting that a Golden Corral would be open anyway because, like, pretty much all buffets are closed. So, I'm also intrigued.
0: <laughs> well, there's got to be, it's, it's got to be one of those states that has the least restrictions, you know what I mean? It's got to be, I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure here in Indiana, I don't think Golden Corral could even open and operate. I don't know, now I'm, like, tempted we to look it up. We do not have
1: a Golden Corral. <laughs> Good. I mean there are golden corrals here in New Mexico, but not where I live. The Golden Corral here where I live closed down. I don't know if it it was already closed by the time we got here, so I'm assuming it closed pre pandemic.
0: (laughs) Oh honey, it could have definitely closed pre pandemic and we both know it. (laughs) (laughs) Golden Corral is scary. Do you remember that viral video that went around with the dude with the rack of fucking hamburgers? Right next to the dumpster, <gasps> okay. yes. Right next to the dumpster, yeah. Just
1: saying, I didn't like Golden Corral before that viral video.
0: <laughs> Definitely
1: didn't like it after that viral video.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever eaten in a restaurant since then.
1: All right. So, says, after sifting through the restaurant's website, which touts a, quote, no-touch buffet and also, quote, Enhanced sanitation measures, I traveled to the nearest location to me in Iowa <laughs> to see what it was like. Welcome to the dining journey that I've aptly named COVID Corral. <laughs> when I stepped out of my car, the scent of stale grief let me know I had made it to my destination. <laughs> <laughs> Before entering the line to pay for my meal, I was greeted by a cautionary banner laying out the rules of Golden Corral during COVID 19. Accompany children, follow the socially distanced floor markers, and don't move tables. But there was no mention of face coverings. I stood in line. And waited for my turn to pay $10.15 for my unlimited Sunday morning breakfast buffet. It then dawned on me this was not a touchless buffet. In fact, it was a touch everything and act as if we're not in the middle of a once in a century pandemic buffet.
0: Oh my god, I could have fucking called it. <laughs> I like, as soon as you were telling me about this touchless buffet, I'm like, "hmm, but did they really though? Because <laughs> oh, I am not buying it. <laughs> All right.
1: as I was choosing my seat in the dining area, there were barely any closed table signs to encourage social distancing. I picked a table that was next to the only closed for social distancing sign that I saw. Yikes. <laughs> My waitress was kind right? <laughs> My waitress was kind, but she wasn't wearing a face mask. She came by and took my drink order and promptly brought me a Diet Coke. I started my COVID corralled journey by grabbing a plate from a nearby stack that was in the wide open. There were also strange yellow spots I couldn't scrape off. Ooh. <laughs> Next, I made my way to everyone's favorite buffet, the salad bar.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm just imagining how gross and COVID that lettuce is. There are
1: pictures. (laughs) All kinds of pictures. Essentially, it just looks exactly the same. Everything is set up exactly the same. It just looks the same. We're just pretending like COVID-19 doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. While several restaurants I've been to have closed their salad bars, this one was open and proud. There were no markers on the floor as promised, but there was a sign encouraging distance between customers.
0: If you could just stay <laughs> six feet apart, I that'd sat be down,
1: great. I... <laughs> 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 when I sat down, I realized that I made a weird hodgepodge salad because I was so distracted. (laughs) But hey, at least my silverware came in an individualized packet. By this point, I decided to dive in for the buffet again, right when things started picking up with the lunch crowd. I made my way towards the piece de resistance of Golden Corral, the fried chicken. I also went for some cheesy hash browns. By this point, I just succumbed to the knowledge that we're all touching the same tongs without gloves provided and with only a few visible hand sanitizing stations. The lunch crowd was also growing. The table behind me that had been closed off for social distancing was used to seat a family Yikes. of eight.
0: <laughs>
1: Food-wise, the chicken... Oh, I guess
0: see. This is just... This is a pretend sign. We're pretending. This is great.
1: Food-wise, the chicken was dry (laughs) and uneventful. The only item on my plate that gave me joy was the yeast roll with honey butter. By this point, the rising symphony of old people coughing meant it was time to get dessert and step out the door.
0: (laughs) You got dessert? Dessert? (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, the dessert bar was the one place where there was an extra barrier, though I assume it was installed to keep little hands away. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry, though. The chocolate fondue fountain was still flowing and ready to go. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Back at my table, there was a growing collection of dirty plates sitting next to me. At this point, I definitely had enough. Every state has different dining regulations, and people have their own feelings about what makes them comfortable. For me, touching tongs, walking around, and sitting in a busy dining room was anxiety-inducing, even with a mask on. Before the pandemic, Golden Corral's endless array of foods would be my dream. Today, it was my nightmare.
0: <laughs> oh, no kidding, I'd right?
1: <laughs> In Iowa, this is interesting. In Iowa, the only dining restrictions mandate six feet of distance between tables. So technically, the restaurant was up to regulation. Still, it wasn't my ideal dining experience. Once the COVID-19 pandemic is over, however, I'm willing to take another bite and try some yeast rolls again.
0: Mm. Buy them from your house. Or buy them from your grocery store. Make your
1: own yeast
0: rolls. Honey (laughs) butter's not hard to make either.
1: (laughs) I just... I just don't like Golden Corral. There's just nothing about it that's good. You know what I miss? Ryan's. Oh.
0: Okay, you ready for a gross story? Used to be my Is favorite it about restaurant Ryan's? in the world. I don't want to know. <laughs> it was definitely about Ryan's. Ah. <laughs> you remember how they had the soup bar? Yes. Are you ready for this, Amy? I'm about to ruin it so bad. I guess. So they had the loaded so potato right, they're soup. They're closed. <laughs> for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> so they had loaded potato soup, and I kept like begging mom to get me some. I was like your youngest's age at the time. And, um, you remember the mouse hunt? Oh. When the mayor's eating his soup? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, I basically ate half a cockroach and didn't realize it. And mom saw it in my soup and literally freaked out and we ran out. Gross. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then, like, not even a year later, they got closed down for a pest infestation. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I could never do the bug bowl because of that. (laughs) So I already did a bug bowl of my own. (laughs) 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 Ooh. Ew. (laughs) Alright.
1: So that's
0: in the news. So, does that mean it's time for. Alive in the field. Yay! Yay, yeah, it is. Live in the field. Live action news now. Right now, news right now.
1: Only well, it's not live because it's pre recorded.
0: Finger guns. This week, Amy did an interview. I did.
1: I interviewed a stand-up comedian. His name is Von Michael. And he is located in Washington, D.C.
0: Oh my gosh, I don't know how he does that. And he... Oh, I
1: know, right? (laughs) Um, He has performed at the Apollo three times. He... Performed with D.L. Hughley, which is freaking awesome. That is awesome. (laughs) Um, He has also worked in retail, so have fun listening to this interview. Hey everybody, it's Amy, and I am here with our special guest this week. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
2: Yes, my name is Vaughn Michael. It's such a pleasure to be on. Von Michael, comedian based out of Washington, D.C., Sean, comedian, and uh, I'm happy to be on.
1: We're happy to have you. Um, so, how did you find us?
2: I found you through the network um, with the um, other podcasts that I did, and I saw that y'all were under the same umbrella.
1: Yes, two beards, please. You found us through them?
2: Yes, correct.
1: That's cool. So... Have you ever worked retail in any sort before?
2: Oh, yes, I have. Um, I've worked at w- w- Walgreens for about two, three years, and um, I work at Target. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's another one. I just can't remember right now.
1: <laughs> Do you ever have any crazy encounters working there Any Karens or anything?
2: Um, Crazy encounters? Care- I had one lady... Um, that was trying to have sex with me. Oh. Um, <laughs> she was like, hey, uh, you, you trying to go to the bathroom? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: well, I'm glad to hear that it's not <laughs> just on the female side that's having to deal things like that.
2: <laughs> um, but uh, like um, you said, Karen's um, not so much working in retail, um, I-, I would say. Um, I was fortunate enough um, that we really didn't have that. Um, the, the Walgreens that I worked in was a, a lower-income one. Um, and, yeah, we didn't really have too many cars. And Target, uh, when I was working there, I was doing, like, stocking, so I didn't really get to have to deal with the people so much.
1: Right. Well, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. I used to uh, work for Walmart back in the day, and... Um... There was quite a bit of happenings that happened there. There was (laughs) an assistant manager that was married that ended Mm -hmm. up getting caught having sex with a department manager in the dairy freezer.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: That's crazy. So, like, any crazy... um, theft stories or anything? People, like, trying to jump behind counters?
2: (laughs) One thing I would say, working at, like, um, um, Walgreens, they expected me to be, like, you know, the cashier at the front desk and also be security. Um, So, we had a dude, you know, that was running towards the door with some Cocoa Puffs, you know, and me trying to do my job. I'm yelling, stop, freeze, right? (laughs) He turns around looked back. Actually, he looked at me. He's like, yo, who are you? (laughs) And... (laughs) And I stood up and I was like, employee of the month. <laughs> and, and, and then he pulls out a gun. He's like, What you gonna do? And I was like, lower my voice. And like, I'm going back <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to Coco check Pops? it out. <laughs> I was like, You can have that. He cuckoo <laughs> for the cocoa Puffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I offered him a bag.
1: He <laughs> was like, You need a bag? <laughs> That is fantastic. And terrifying.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I never spoke up again after that.
1: I bet not. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been seeing any like COVID craziness while you go out do any grocery shopping or anything with all of this stuff? Oh.
2: Um, I would say the craziest thing that I, I see is people not wearing a mask.
0: Um, and I,
2: I, I just don't get it like that that to me that's the number one like my pet peeve right now right. and I don't know how to like we're supposed to what we're supposed to do you know because I feel like should you sit on the person show them you got on your mask and put it on like be passive aggressive you know what I'm saying like so <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out right now it's like how are you supposed to tell somebody with no mask that they should be wearing a mask and the worst thing is, like, you'd be outside the store, someone asking for change, and they don't have no mask. And you're just like, whoa, buddy, like, I want to give you money, but it's like, i got to keep your social distance. So, like, that's, like, the craziest thing that I would say I would see. <laughs> uh,
1: Lexi went to the store a couple of weeks ago, and her and her son were wearing a mask. Her son is nine. And okay. um, they were wearing masks walking into a store. And this lady on a motorized scooter comes in, and she called Lexi and her son fucking sheep because they're wearing masks.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. And then the, the lady went off on the employee. The employee's also wearing a mask, and um, mm. the employee's trying to get the lady to put on a mask, and she goes, "I ain't wearing no mask, you toothy bitch." <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one question, and I, I ask everybody this: Why does it seem like all the people that are like anti mask always and like speak up against it always look like they got a pre-existing condition? Like they always look like the ones that need to wear a mask. Don't to me. even,
1: <laughs> don't even <laughs> with me, Vaughn. <Bond>. Don't even. <laughs> That's exactly it, right there. <laughs> I don't even have to answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, The people that are not wearing masks are usually the ones that should probably be wearing masks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what? I just mind my own business. I wear my mask while I'm out. People can do what they want to do. I'm like, I'm just going to stay in my lane. (laughs) Mm, yeah
2: (laughs) and if anybody that's listening that does not wear a mask and like all jokes aside it's just a a level of respect for humanity like you wearing a mask is showing that you have respect for others and you care about because me wearing a mask benefits the other person more than it benefits myself because i'm stopping things from coming out my mouth my nose and also one last thing other people um when you wear a mask um
1: cover your nose please
2: wear yeah cover your nose last time i checked your nose was connected to your lungs (laughs) so that does not work like you have to wear the mask right so don't just wear man like put it on fully
1: (laughs) yes that's been driving me crazy um especially down here in new mexico the state has been like closed up for for a while now um Mm -hmm. but you know, everybody that is working is wearing masks, but half the time they don't have them covering their nose, or they even have them pulled down to their chin, you know, and I'm like, mm. well, you're wearing it, but you're not wearing <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> right. This is it's, it's interesting. Well, Hopefully we get that vaccine soon.
1: Uh, you know, and the vaccine, like, I vaccinate my kids for sure, um, but I don't know if I would want to get the vaccine right away. Like, right. I, I, I don't know because like, what about side effects and stuff? You know, I got two kids that I also got to <laughs> worry about. Like, yes, I want to do my part in helping to prevent the spread, but I just, mm-hmm. I'm not anti vaccine per se. I just, I'm like, oh, I just want to make sure <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get it. You don't want to be that first one hundred. Like you don't know what's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. What you gonna turn into after you take mm-hmm. that vaccine? So I definitely understand that. Um, I, one thing I, I hope they do, and I and I heard, um, I was listening to the Trump interview, is that they have like tests now that are like under thirty minutes. Yeah. But it's just not you know available to the masses yet. And I right. think once they can get those out to the masses, that's gonna you know bring down the cases a lot.
1: Yeah. And uh, with New Mexico being closed for so long, we've had quite a decline in in COVID cases and everything. I think in last week or whatever, like there was only 45. That was it. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Share that with Arizona.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we got to get to the fun part. Um, Okay. So... You're a stand-up comedian. How did Correct. you get into doing that?
2: Um, Honestly, I I had people always tell me I would say something to them, and they were like, you're a funny guy. And I thought they were just dismissing what I'm saying and not taking me seriously. And I used to take it personal. Right? They were like, you're a funny guy, you're a funny guy. And one of my friends was like, yo, you should do some of them Instagram videos, you know, little sketch videos. And, I was, and one day I finally did it. And like it, it got like a lot of views. It had got like over a thousand views, and I was like, oh, maybe I am funny. And um, I was like, no, I'm gonna try stand up too. And I wanted to do stand up, and I bombed. I bombed so bad. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm not funny. But I had called my mom, you know, after I had did my first set. I was like, mom, like, you know, I bombed. I, bomb, I sucked, you know, and everything. It's terrible. I thought I was supposed to be Chris Rock the next thing that blow up. And she explained to me, you know, you're not funny overnight. Nobody just starts off stand-up just being funny. You got to put work in. It takes time and everything. And ever since that first time, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to get good at this. There's a process to it. And I was like, I'm going to start doing it. And that's how I am now.
1: Yeah. So how long have you been doing it now?
2: Um, Now for about, what, I'm at four and a half years. I've been torn. I would say um, touring full time for about two and a half years.
1: That's cool. So let's talk about the tour because I heard on Two Beards Please that you performed at the Apollo.
2: Yes, I did perform the Apollo. And um,
1: <laughs> you've been you, you've performed with D. L. Hughley. Uh,
2: yes, I have performed with him, um, Dion Cole, and I tour regularly with um, Jamie Kennedy.
1: Really. Mm-hmm. That's freaking amazing! I love the Kings of Comedy. That's like my favorite. The Kings yeah, and funny. the Queens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh! I, I tell everybody. Um, I try to be straightforward with everybody. I did Apollo three times. Yeah. Uh, first time, second place. The second time, I, I got booed. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad, because,
1: um... Did they bring out you the pain know? and, like, pull you off?
2: So, you know, like, the Sandman was supposed to get you off stage. I got off stage before the Sandman came. Oh, and I was like, no I what, you know what, I'm not getting the Sandman. <laughs> but <laughs> that was a mistake, because I didn't realize this. You know, I didn't know much about the Apollo. Um, After everybody goes up, and whoever does not, you know, get taken by the Sandman off stage, they have to go back on stage and let the audience vote on who wins. Okay. So... You know, I, I got booed pretty much, but I got off before Salmon. So I'm going back on stage at the end, and you know, they calling people names, clapping, and they call my name, and the crowd is still
1: booing.
2: And they were booing so loud. The thing is, the way they meter is based off the noise. So I was almost about to win with them booing. So the meter <laughs> was starting to go up. <laughs>
1: They're <laughs> like, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: and then they called it on, and they just they were like, shh, shh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <funny>. So, <laughs> but what
2: about that the third was, that time? W- no, that was the second time.
1: Yeah. So, what about and the third time?
2: <laughs> third time, I got third place. I went back. I took. You know, I, I was scared at first, but I went back recently in March and oh. got third place.
1: Before everything happened,
2: right before first week of March. <laughs>
1: God, the fucking world shut down. It was insane, <laughs> and the world is still basically halfway shut down. It's just yeah, Sad it and depressing. Every like, I have two kids, and my kids are just stuck in the house, and it's just like caged animals. You know, <laughs> it's like. I'm going
2: nuts. Are you homeschooling?
1: Um, they're doing virtual schooling. Because of okay. the COVID. They'll be able to go back to school eventually. But right now, it's it's basically homeschooling, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> because really, mom's in the background with a Bloody Mary, like, telling them, you better fucking listen to your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so, you have a comedy special?
2: Yes. Oh, the Quarantine about? Comedy Special. Yeah. Um, which I dropped in March, funniest special out there right now. Um, everybody's been enjoying it. Everybody's been loving it. Um, which you can get at vomichael. Com. Um, I filmed it in Sarasota, um, Florida. Um, it's, it's I don't know. I'm happy, man, because I got the first one done, Mike. That was like the big big thing is just getting it done. So it's just like it's out there, and then the people enjoy it
1: now. Well, and everybody's home, so everybody can. <laughs> Spend their time watching the quarantine special.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess for me, like I, I try to be straightforward, like you know, you know the grind, the process, because I feel like in a social media era, we always so much about hi- highlight your your best things possible. And um, for me, like just want to get background on the quarantine special. Um, I was I was the kind of panhandling my quarantine special when it first started. Like <laughs> it literally was like. <laughs> I called them all, I was like, mom, I got this set that I'm calling in Florida, I'm thinking about dropping, I sent it to her, sent it to some other people, and it was like, yo, that's funny, like, this is good, yeah, like, yeah, you should drop this one, and at this point, you know, I didn't even have my website up, so I'm outside trapping specials in front of Whole Foods, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was telling people on social media, hey, you can buy a cash at me, Venmo, be PayPal, and the first day, like, I had got a great response. And then literally I was able to get my website up and then, um, you know, when you're like moving and like, that's what I tell people, whatever you want to do in life, like no matter what you, if you don't have everything, just start. Cause what happened was, you know, a guy reached out to me. That's a graphic designer. He was like, yo, I'm gonna create a design for you. I'm having done with that within two days. And he created my quarantine comic special. You see it. It looks very professional. Well done. Um, did a great job, put that out. And it was, It's just like everything just went along when you like in your process. So um, I I guess this is to all the creators and people inspiring, you know, that want to do things. Just chase your dreams no matter what you're
1: doing. Well, that's good. I mean, Lexi and I created this podcast, you know. I mean, of Mm -hmm. course, we would like it to be able to go somewhere. And I think that we're funny. (laughs) Right. Uh, Lexi and I were talking about even trying to do... Not necessarily stand-up, uh, mm-hmm. but doing like a, a show in a sense, almost kind of like our podcast live, but not, I don't know.
2: <laughs> that would be dope. i seen, there were some people out here in D.C. that, I, I gave the, the idea that I, I told them they didn't execute it, but um, they have they run like a brunch show. It was a brunch stand-up show, yeah. and it'd be what, 11 a.m., 12 a.m., and then it it's packed, just white women and they're drinking mimosas and what they would do (laughs) they they would um before they did stand up they would just have their girl talk talking about their life and then they went to the stand up but women would come every month to this thing and like i was like y'all should record that put that on a podcast because if you can make an event that like people want to come to i I think you can really grow an audience that way
1: and yeah, that, that's something that we definitely wanted to do. But then I've moved across country. And so now we're in two uh, different places. <laughs> and so putting a show together would be something different. And it, obviously we can't do it right now anyway because of COVID. Yeah. But, um, so people can go to vonmichael.com to check out your comedy <laughs> special
2: von Michael.com. or if you're in the car you know or you just listen to your headphones um, if you got itunes apple music spotify title um you can listen to the audio version um, of the quarantine comedy special on there as well
1: and it's von v-o-n michael m-y-c-h-a-e-o
2: that's correct right
1: not not with an I. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be different. <laughs> I mm-hmm. went to school with the dude. His name was Michael, but it was like M-I-K-E-L.
2: <laughs> M-I-K-E-L. Is that um? Michael. Is that German?
1: I don't know. <laughs> it could be German, you know. He he did have quite the cut jawline and hair, <laughs> 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 but. Do you have anything else that you want to put out there before we end our interview?
2: I just encourage people, um, check me on social media platforms, I'm on all social media platforms. Um, during this quarantine, I've been doing the coping videos, like sketch videos that I'm putting out five days a week. Um, and also, um, with my social media, it's all positivity. Um, I lost 50 pounds during this quarantine, starting from March and so what I've been doing is just, you know, putting out affirmations every day to help people get through this and I'm posting, you know, my workouts and stuff like that. So you can have an inspiration, um, something to watch um, while you're going through this. Or so if you feel like you're just down, come to my page, you know, feel, come feel positive and, you know, go throughout the rest of your day.
1: Positivity and some fun and, and jugs of water.
2: Jugs of water. yeah.
1: <laughs> I was poking fun at him before we started recording. He was drinking out of a gallon of water. <laughs>
2: yes, yes.
1: Is the best. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vaughn. Well, thank you for being a guest on our show today. You're uh, my first uh, official guest that I don't actually know.
2: <laughs> uh oh.
1: Moving on up. Okay. <laughs> All right. well, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Insert interview here.
0: <laughs> hey, Amy, this is where the <laughs> clip goes. Right here. This is where you put in the interview. <laughs> the interview that you did already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now...
0: This is the end of the interview. (laughs) We've made full circle. Okay. Oh, man. So, I loved that. That was fun. Right? He's so funny. I loved the little, uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs bit. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's wild, though. That's insane. I would have not have held my composure. No. (laughs) I was, like... He pulled a gun on you for some cereal. <laughs> That's insane. I know. And he was just so. And cool then to... um, the one I'm dubbing, I'm dubbing that one lady that you guys talked about as Chesterina, the molesterina, <laughs> <laughs> like a ballerina, but one you'd rather shoot than watch.
1: <laughs> Man. So as yeah. he mentioned in, why is it that the wildest experiences. Are retail related. Right? They really are. (laughs) (laughs) So, as he mentioned in the interview, anybody that wants to go and check out his uh, stand-up comedy special, you can go to vonmichael.com, V-O-N-M-Y-C-H-A-E-L.com to see his
0: stand-up special.
1: So go watch it. And tell him that we sent you.
0: Yeah, be sure to tell him where you came from. <laughs> no, just kidding. We're going to watch it, too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it just I'm ready. I know. I love a good, good stand-up. I'm going to watch it, too. <laughs> Alright. So, Amy, is it tea time? Tea time, Lexi! Clink! Alright, Amy, so what's
1: your first story? It is called... On my second day of work, I accidentally withdrew $100,000. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I am Danish, and this took place in Denmark. So I apologize for my English. This takes place back when I was 16 years of age, and had just started my job as a cashier down at the local supermarket. We offered to withdraw cash to a certain point above what the customer had bought in goods, which converted was about $100. So now, on to the story. This was my very second time working as a cashier, and the first time I had been a cashier without a trainer helping me. So I was still new to how the machine worked. A middle-aged lady wanted to withdraw $100 above the amount she had bought groceries for. And I happily complied. I pressed the $100 in and the machine, for some reason, didn't allow it. No problem, I thought. I'll just press $100 in again. And the machine allowed it. The lady put in her card, paid for everything, and asked for the receipt in which, to my horror, said she paid $100,100 above, meaning I had to pay out over $100,000 in cash. <laughs> my dumbass immediately notified her that we probably didn't have that much cash in the registry. <laughs> You think? (laughs) (laughs) And she was, for obvious reasons, rather frustrated and demanded to see my manager while yelling and screaming at me. As this was my second day out at the job, I was rather scared that I was going to get fired already. Introducing good guy boss, we will call him Mike. Mike came down to assess the situation, and the customer and I explained the situation to him. All the while, she was insulting me and basically demanding for me to get fired. Oh, my goodness. Which, in hindsight, is probably not that unreasonable of a reaction. (laughs) Mike calmly looks her in the eye and tells her he will fix it and she can go home without a worry. Hearing this, she then began to scream at Mike, How could I ever possibly go home without a worry when I've just withdrawn a $100,000 in a supermarket? Are you stupid or something? This very clearly annoyed Mike, and he immediately replied, Yes, because I know how banks work. Now go home. (laughs) He was doing his very best to not start a yelling competition with the customer, She begrudgingly, after some more arguing, went on her merry way home. At the end of my shift, I was called in by Mike to his office, where I was absolutely certain I was going to get the boot. What actually happened ended up being one of my fondest memories in retail. Basically, He immediately told me that it was not my fault and it was her own fault that she had paid the $100,000 as she could see on the screen the amount that was going to be paid. After that, we spent a solid 10 to 15 minutes laughing about how red her face had been and the whole situation. I was also informed that the bank had straight up just not allowed the transaction and it had been fixed within an hour or so of the incident. I didn't end up getting fired and ended up working there for a few additional years, but I will never forget the day in which I withdrew $100,000 in the supermarket and how amazing a boss I had at the time.
0: <laughs> like, I would freak out. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> really, though, I would freak out.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, uh, uh... Uh. <laughs> you know me, I freak out when little mess ups happen on my end. <laughs> I know. You I remember I could, back at I the know, store because... when I would cash out and I'm like $2 short. I'm like, oh. I have to recount everything. I turn into the lady with the fucking quadratic formulas and equations flying over <laughs> my head.
1: You would call me so many times for little things, you'd be like, oh my god, this is different! <laughs> <laughs>
0: You remember when I switched to the other store and everything really was different? Oh, that wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you are like, what the fuck is this,
1: Amy? And I'm like, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Lexi. All right, Amy, you ready for my first one? Sure am. My first story is titled, Get Your Tin Hat, It's Conspiracy Time. Oh, Jesus. It's a special edition tea time story. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a front desk story, which I will admit they are a bit of a weakness for me. <laughs> Hotels are like an entirely different lifestyle. I know. I used to work there. People live in a whole different world. Well, I mean, I can't imagine the whole spectrum of your experiences working there either. <laughs> and that's just one hotel. In one place, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's so much crazy shit that happens in so many different hotels. Yes. Imagine a New Orleans hotel Woo. during Mardi Gras Week. <laughs> I hope they pay you well, people who work at hotels during Mardi Gras week in New Orleans and surrounding areas in Louisiana.
1: And <laughs> it it's not New Orleans, it's
0: Nylans. <laughs> Nylans. <laughs> Norwells? Nawlins. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I just had a guest quickly march up to me at the front desk. I was thinking it was a walk-in. This guy was a, t- a stereotypical preppy guy, so I wasn't expecting the sudden "I'm in fear of my life" to come out of his mouth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said he didn't use the room, and security confirmed it. So I refer. Er... So I refunded him but he was talking in some crazy circles. I kept asking him, what is making you scared? Did something happen? Did someone bother you? But all he would tell me was something about the hotel up the street that has nothing to do with us, and people followed him from there. Well, I can confidently say no one is walking around or had come in. We had nothing but stayovers today because it was pouring From a hurricane. Oh, yeah. uh, Hurricane Sandy. I don't know. (laughs) That's what they said, not me. Uh, We also have pretty diligent security. So I ask him again, did anything happen here? He then says he called the sheriff because the restaurant in front of us never brought him any... Sorry. Because the restaurant in front of us never brought him his food. So that's a reason to call a sheriff. Right? (laughs) Fuck you and your pancakes, Denny's. Taken too long. <laughs> okay, I don't know that it was a Denny's. I'm calling the sheriff. <laughs> They've been closed since before I came in, and it's about two a.m. when he came up to me. So I walked around with security, and sure enough, two sheriffs are sitting by the restaurant and looking in the locked doors. I wave one over and ask if the guy I saw was in the car talking to the sheriff. He goes, "Yeah, that dude's totally nuts, though." <laughs> but why is there no one in the restaurant? so i tell him that it's not a 24 7 restaurant anymore since covid and now it closes at 10 p.m there's signs stating that too apparently this guy won't leave so the cops can leave because the people who are following him have set up shop in the restaurant and apparently i'm in on it and i'm selling crack (laughs) what is it about crack in hotels (laughs) He also started making racist comments about my security and I saying there's not a, quote, white owned hotel on this road to the cop. Why does it matter? I know. Racist people make silly shit like that matter. Like, you know, the owner of the (laughs) hotel is going to directly affect your experience in the room. I don't think that usually works that way, but all right. So um, apparently the cops got him to move along to another place, but it was also owned by a not white person.
1: Also doesn't matter.
0: So (laughs) he made this whole racist point and then checks in at another another hotel that is owned by somebody who is not white. (laughs) Again, yeah, you are totally right. It doesn't fucking matter. But I think it's hilarious that somebody would bother making that the reason. But, by the sounds of it, I don't think racism was the it was the uh, bottom line issue there. Maybe he was selling crack? Maybe. Maybe that's where all that paranoia was coming from, because he says two people are following him. He's and... definitely
1: taking it.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Do you take crack? No,
1: you smoke it. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's the guy whose bag you found back in the right? back in the day, Amy. Must have been. Is this guy's crack you threw in the trash can? <laughs> It says, Dr. Phil would probably give him the diagnosis of psychosis and methamphetamine addiction. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my gosh. That's a trip. Can you imagine, though, like, you're just hanging out at the front desk, and some dude says, they're gonna hurt me, and you're like, why are you in fear of your life?
2: <laughs>
0: like, I was literally just listening To uh, my jams, what the fuck? (laughs) This is what you interrupted (laughs) me with? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was a wild one. Amy. I have another wild
1: one. Oh, do you? I need your undivided attention for this story.
0: You have all of my attention, and it is not divided. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. My second story is called, Everyone Shut Up, The Prophet Has Arrived. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. This is from my sister's job from about a year ago. I'm going to write in first person for the sake of avoiding unnecessary verbosity. That's a word.
0: I did not know that was a word. (laughs) We're both like, huh. Is it verbiage? (laughs) never mind it's okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) this was about a year ago in the summer and i was working a long shift i work at a store that rents and sells tuxedos and suits for prom weddings etc anything you need a suit for we can do it this was an out of the ordinary occurrence I was helping out a couple with their wedding colors, a wedding that would round out to be a couple thousand dollars in suits, when a mysterious fellow walked in. He announced to my store, I am the Prophet Eric the Crazy Man Taylor. That's a fake name, but I promise the real one was just as strange. And God has sent me a message. (laughs) The only other person working with me was new and has only been in the store for two weeks. So I had her take over the wedding and went to help the prophet. I knew this would be above her pay grade. <laughs> She's like, oh, no, no, you, you, you don't get paid enough to deal with the crazy people yet. Here, let me help them. <laughs> All right. So I say, what can I do for you, sir? And the prophet says, God has sent me a message that I need a suit and a celebration to mark the end of my fast. (laughs) I say, okay, we can do that for you, sir. Any specific styles or colors you have in mind? Cue some on-script chit-chat and insane responses from the prophet, and I get his ideas. A white tuxedo with tails and a top hat. Wow. (laughs) Now... We don't sell top hats. The best we have are the small top hats that we give toddlers to be ring bearers. Furthermore, we don't stock tails. We would need a special order from our plant to make that happen. I order everything in. I get him out of my store. He comes in a week later to try everything on and do alterations. The next week comes... I'm helping the new trainee with ringing out a quinceanera when he arrives once more. His standard greeting, of course. I am the prophet Eric, the crazy man, Taylor. Now, this man is dressed to the nines. He's in a bright green coat that brushes the floor. He has dreadlocks wrapped around his head and a tall wooden staff with green gems. He's like the king.
0: <laughs> what? He's really going for that royal look, you know?
1: I, I'm giving you more details than you need because you have to believe this was really a real man I encountered in the 21st century <laughs> in an upscale formal wear <laughs> setting. <laughs> he tries on his stuff, looks dapper in his tails, and requests his top hat. I tell him, we can only give him a small toddler-sized hat, and he seems pleased. He puts it on, and he wraps one of his dreadlocks around it to keep it in place. He is a sight to be seen. Everything seems to his liking, and he takes it off, but arrives out of the dressing room with his hat still on. I request it back so I can ring him out, and he takes it off. His dreadlock falls to the floor. Oh. He doesn't notice. How does a dreadlock just fall off?
0: Okay, so when dreadlocks are either not very well maintained or they're old and they get brittle and weak, um, they can just drop right off. I guess. (laughs) I I had a couple of them do that in the two years I had dreads, so. (laughs) It's a gross feeling when it happens, trust me.
1: You're
0: just like, oh my god.
1: (laughs) Well, apparently he didn't even notice that it fell off.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep.
1: I ring him out, but he can't pay. After an hour of him calling around, he finds a woman from his church, mm. cult, question mark, <laughs> to front the bill. <laughs> After all, it is a divine God-mandated expense. <laughs> the bill comes to over $600, oh, and the no. woman tells me her card details happily over the phone, stating, oh, not as much as I expected. What? What? You expected this? (laughs) He leaves with his things, and his dreadlock is still on the floor. The trainee looks at me in confusion and says, Do we throw it away? And I just nod silently. And she puts on gloves, picks it up, and tosses it in the garbage out back. Other customers in the store are really starting to get a kick out of this. (laughs) We have just one more step. Returns. He doesn't. He doesn't return his things for over five weeks, racking up a $900 late fee, all charged to the churchwoman's card. Oh, no. She calls and asks me why these charges are appearing, and I told her this was the card on file for the prophet. <laughs> <laughs> she hangs up crying. The prophet returns in three more days. He calls his bank to transfer the charges to his own card, luckily, and he puts his card on file for me. The bank has to call me to confirm everything, and while that's happening, the prophet informs me that he's missing his sermon. I tell him I can't make it go any faster. So, like a sane human being, what does he do? He calls his church. (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of my store with customers being fitted and spoken to he calls the church and gives a sermon over the phone in complete gibberish passionately loudly i couldn't believe it i didn't know what to do so i just went to help other people but i could hear it no matter where i went customers are laughing And I'm apologizing profusely, but they're in complete awe of this character, this hero of a man. (laughs) Finally, after 30 minutes of his sermon, (laughs) he hangs up and and passes over to what I can only assume is another pastor. But who knows? The card is accepted. The charges go through. He finally leaves and I clock out early.
0: The- like time to get the fuck out of there, profit. <laughs> <laughs> Did he think it was a buy and not a rental? Like I wonder if that was the confusion.
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about the eccentric side apart, or like like the that aside. Right. Let me say that again, because that was so fucked up. The eccentric <laughs> side. God, I can't even. Nope. <laughs> I give up. My brain can't. What church is this? I need to know. <laughs> Apparently the church of swagalicious suit rentals and profits. The profit. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have said Fergalicious? Maybe that's <laughs> more fitting. It's Fergalicious. Fergalicious definition make the boys go loco. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright.
0: Alright. That was good stuff. Yes, I can appreciate snazzy top hats, so I can't really blame him. I am the eccentric one out of us two. Come on, you are. Although you have loud prints too, I just, (laughs) I just really like to shout with my clothes. I guess I don't know. My clothes can be loud. (laughs) He said that so quietly.
1: (laughs) But. The, I just don't really have clashy uh, patterns. I don't wear both clashy patterns at the same time like you.
0: <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> and it's magical. I feel like a wizard when I do it. <laughs> They're like, you can't do this. And I'm like, oh, Watch me. I can't. <laughs> Maniacal laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Are you ready for my I am. Are you ready for my second story? It's really, it's funny. It's from a customer's perspective again. (laughs) This one is aggressive kiosk salespeople. The Jesus Christ. I hate those people. (laughs) Alright. I had an unfortunate incident today at the mall when looking around. I had passed by a kiosk that was selling body lotion and body scrubs. Um, a well-dressed woman greeted me as I passed, handed me a sample, but as soon as I reached out to take it, she guided me to a booth and asked me several questions. And Before I know it, I have the salt stuff on my hand. I am required to put my stuff down so I could proceed to wash my hands in a large bowl while she asked even more questions while simultaneously spraying water on my hands filled with a spray bottle. Wait, what? Uh, That's definitely typed wrong. That
1: was backwards.
0: Spraying water on my hands from a spray bottle. That's what I'm going to say. There you go. Because that didn't make any (laughs) sense. It says filled with a spray bottle. I'm like, what, they were spraying little (laughs) spray bottles at you? Because that sounds stupid. (laughs) You're lying. (laughs) I need to see this. (laughs) All right. Everything was happening so fast, and I could hear the alarm bells ringing that I just need to get out of there. By the time she starts handing me a jar and lotion, uh, and wanted to give me this jar for free especially after I buy the lotion, I remember saying I would love to have her business card so I can look at their website later to see what other products they carry. This is also my way of getting people off my back if there's anything I don't want or if I'm genuinely interested and don't have time for vendor products later. But she kept pushing more information on me, so I handed the jar back to her and said this would be a lovely gift for somebody else because she's been so kind. I just wanted to get out of there, but I so badly did not want to be rude, or, th- uh, but I feel like I was. I looked up online about similar cases, and apparently this is a very real thing that happens, especially with Dead Sea mineral products and similar aggressive tactics. The sample I was given um, and still had, I handed to a nearby store clerk, which they graciously threw away, and had sympathy for my feelings after that. They even (laughs) gave me directions on how to get out of that side of the mall so I could avoid the the kiosk again. <laughs> 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 They're like brainwashing you. Buy this lotion for $55. Why? Why would I do that? Because it's $55 and not the $75 jar. Clearly, this is a deal. <laughs> a deal and a steal at the same time. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been in an aggressive situation. <laughs>
1: Actually, I have been in that exact same situation, probably with that exact same stuff, but I wasn't alone. (laughs) Uh, I was, like, probably 16, 17 years old, and I went to the mall with my stepmom. And uh, it was this foreign lady at one of the kiosks, and she had... uh, It was basically stuff for your hands it was like this like scrub and and uh lotion for your hands and then it was it also had this like weird buffer for your nails and uh it was like a four-sided buffer right like one side did one thing another side did another thing and Like, basically, you know how your nails, naturally, they have, like, lines all through them. You know, that's, like... Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: so, like... The sleek and
0: shine one.
1: Yeah, so, like, the buffer, like, you know, makes your hand, your fingernails, like, all smooth. It takes away all the lines and everything. But, anyway, I told my mom, you know, I was just, like, just don't look. Just keep walking. Just don't look. And what did she do? She looked at her. (laughs) She looked at her so $40 later oh see y'all bought my mom bought everything
0: (laughs) I was like I told
1: you not to look she's like Amy I didn't want to
0: be rude that's funny stuff like she would have bought the whole damn kiosk that was my mom too though oh my gosh that same thing she's like well, I feel like they probably don't even make any sales. They've just been standing out here all day. And... I mean, it is strictly a
1: commission-only job. Like, you don't get an hourly pay rate. It makes
0: it seem like it's not worth it at all.
1: <laughs> it's not, because nobody wants you to talk to
0: them. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. For real, though. Anyway. I couldn't, I couldn't be in a job like that. No. Nope. Oh, all right. Anyways. That, that's the end of my, my tea time story. All
1: right. Are we moving on to the demographics? Them dims. Okay. So, our first, our top city of the week is
0: still San Jose, California. Y'all are like the reigning champs over there. Keep it up. We love it. We love you. Sure are. So, in second place... We have a tie. Yay. We got Lafayette, Indiana, which I just did a news article for, actually. that's wild. Yeah, And then we got Tigard, Oregon. Y'all hey. know I love you. <laughs> Who we got in third, Amy? This one's new. Well, well they came new, back. New again, yeah.
1: Yeah. We got Mc... McKellen Flanders in the building.
0: Oakley, Oakley. <laughs> in the his house. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then in fourth place, oh man Amy, you you really want me to do this, don't you? That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> oh no, you did. You dirty, dirty B-word. <laughs> that I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, in fourth we got East Concord, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, Can you hear the grin as I say it? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm about to butcher this word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On purpose, because she knows how to say Hampshire, but she calls it Hampshire.
0: I know how to say all of my words, <laughs> but I'm going to say them how I say them. That's just who I am as a person. She she is actually a hobbit. I really am. So, I don't have hairy feet, but I think, you know, it's been a minute since Middle-earth times. Maybe we outgrew it. <laughs> oh man. All right. So that's our top 4 then, huh? Hey, woo woo. That's fun stuff. Amy, you got our sign-off quote this week? I sure do.
1: This week, my inspirational quote comes from J.P. Morgan. Hey. The first step towards getting somewhere is to decide you're not going to stay where you are. I like that. Yeah.
0: You know what? I don't like it here. I don't want to change that. I'm gonna go. Here yeah. Go. Hell Bye. Yeah. <laughs> might be a really silly way to look at it, but that's, that's very motivational. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Is essentially
1: the same exact thing as you know. You can only be your own change. So <laughs> if you're just going to be staying in the same spot, then guess what?
0: <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> nope. I'm going to start accidentally misquoting TLC like like what's his name did and uh, the other guys.
1: <laughs> hey, <sighs> don't go chasing waterfalls.
0: <laughs> He's like come on, you've got to be doing it intentionally.
1: <laughs> Who's TLC? <laughs>
0: Oh, all right. (sighs) All right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up this week, huh? Sure does. We'll
1: talk to you later. Bye. 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 Make sure you go and like our Facebook page, Confessions of Retail All the Tea. Also find our group, Fans of Confessions of Retail All the Tea don't forget to find us on
0: twitter we are at corat pod yeah we are corat for life yo corat for life yo and then you can also check out our
1: instagram page confessions of retail podcast Woo.
0: so this is our stop until next week when the shit show rolls on amy and lexi signing off